Welcome to Control Alt Revolt, the podcast, episode 185. I'm Nicole, and I turned on the podcast earlier so that we can listen to the Medusa scrabbling around. I'm done now. She's done scrabbling, and her <laughs> big pronouncement on scrabbling, because that's that's an ongoing thing that her and I have, scrabbling. Yes. Do you want to elaborate? The Medusa likes to scrabble a lot, and I like total dead tombstone silence. He calls normal doing a little of this or that scrabbling. <laughs> he literally is not kidding. He wants tombstone silence at all times. So good luck trying to get anything done. <laughs> I call scrabbling pill shaking in the middle of the night, cap rattling. Natural pills. Thank you very much. <laughs> some melatonin. You drink some, loud, uh, too. like you'll, Holy basil. And then the thing is, like when I say, hey, could you just... I'm dialing back. Oh, no, I don't drink loud. Then you try to be quiet. And Water you're still bottle loud. <laughs> cap screwing on and off bothers you. <laughs> you're, you're delicate. <laughs> oh, man, the Medusa showed up ready to scrap today. <laughs> it's okay. I'm working on it. I'm being silent like a you're ninja. You, like, this, is, this is the suit. You have been living for this day. It's Blood Moon Election oh, Day. <laughs> Come on. Oh, no. Wait. Isn't there a green light here? Ooh. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. Technical difficulties. Yeah. Uh-oh. Mine, use mine's this dead. Use no, we'll, bo we'll both use this one. All right. We probably needed to charge it up. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be a terrible podcast. No, we're, we're here. We're on it. We're yeah. ready. So you showed up ready to scrap today. Yes. Not, not just Scrabble. Not pill and cap rattle scrabble. Scrap. But you want to scrap. Yes. Like Johnny Zuko, in, who is in West Side Story. No, he's in Greece. <laughs> and I think it's Danny Zuko. Danny Zuko. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. You're like that. You are. But my friend Johnny played him, so. <laughs> yeah. And you, you've got so like knives of... out, and the hands are down, and the cross feet. You know, kind of going. snapping dun, dun, as you dun. walk forward. Yes. That's you today. You are ready to rumble. I am ready to rumble. Can I tell the audience why rumble? Why Medusa rumble? Uh, because Welcome to Caveman. The so we had a little mic failure there, so it's going to have to be subpar today. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> if you've been listening for a while, you know that tech is not our specialty. The Medusa, as producer to this show, felt that her time was best spent being ready for the election and her new hobby. Do you want to tell people about your new hobby? Which one? Scanning for 5G towers. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The Medusa is on the hunt for 5G towers like no tomorrow. Yes. We were driving after CrossFit. We were driving into Newport Beach to have some sushi. And uh, I looked over and her little fists were clenched. And she was like, she had this, she has this way of making a mean face where her big lips even become bigger as no, she kind of duck lip out, you know, and everything like that. Like that. And you, oh, that's right. You were ready to fight. If you, if I pity the fool, to quote Mr. T, <laughs> if he would have been like, ah, my name's Gene and I put up 5G, you would have ordered me to pull over and you would have given him the beat down of his I life. I would have said my specialty phrase that I tend to do in those situations, which is. Um, no, that won't be happening. That won't be happening. <laughs> and then you'd have torn it down with your tiny, fierce soprano I have will. been known to tear things down that I don't like. This That's is true. true. Yeah. 
you did a little bit of that during the pandemic. You would knock things over. And I would do that. But early on, I once tore down a bikini poster <laughs> at a boyfriend's house because yeah. I was not having that. Who was the bikini girl? Jenny McCarthy, I'm pretty sure. Je- Jenny? If not, if it was someone like her, but I think it was her. Jenny don't do wrong. Jenny good. She was good once I tore her down <laughs> and threw her in the trash. <laughs> was he in the room? No. And then but he, he knew it was me. And then he came back in and he's like, what happened to Jenny? Uh, well, he was having a get-together. So, I mean, there were multiple people there. But um, So he thought, hey, you know what I would love to do for all my friends? <laughs> I'd like to bring them over and just celebrate the largesse of my wealth and hospitality with them and it was just really show them a good time <laughs> and well in your own college way you know you you went and got the seven layer bean dip from mm-hmm. from ralph's yeah. and you got a pack of zima for everybody to split you know because you you were you were the nerd crowd no one was going to get wild <laughs> and uh and you took his sort of col- collegiate boy his college boy largesse and you just destroyed his prized Jenny McCarthy poster. That's the price to pay for Dayton Limited. <laughs> I don't have a lot of uh, rules, but I have a couple, and I am. Yeah. Those are happening. Yeah. But I'm. You have to admit, like, I'm pretty cool about most things. Sure. I like don't nitpick about little things. No. So yeah. I'm good. You're very easy to work with. I'm easy I've to always work enjoyed with. having you a member of the team. My administration is. Your administration. Is very easy this is my administration. <laughs> We're a joint uh, Are we? collaboration. Uh, <laughs> I had not realized that. <laughs> well, you're a benevolent leader, and so I accept that, and yes. that's why it works well. I'm a beautiful figurehead. <laughs> you really run the empire. I just get up there and be like, today's speeches. This is what we're doing, guys. <laughs> Do it well. We're a good team. Yes. I don't mind spending every one of your lives to defeat the enemy. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on this blood moon election day? Um, I think that's what we, we wanted to do the podcast about. I have been a little jaded. Now, initially, it uh, looks like um, everything that we expected to happen is happening. Everybody is out and they're voting with a vengeance. And I would just say, you know, it's funny because... The Democrats, and I don't really think this is an election about Democrats and Republicans, but I think it's been manufactured for it to be that way for us, when really it's about all of us against them. And them are about 1% of the population, and they're the ones who are running this sort of globalist cabal and everything. But anyways, as, uh, you know, uh, true to form, um, everybody is out taking out their rage on the Democrats, who justly deserve it. And they, they, and they're out there deflecting, saying, "Oh, you're going to kill our children, and your ta- democracy is dying today," and all this rhetoric. And it's like, no, you did this to yourselves for three years now, with the lockdown, with the Trump stuff, all of this stuff, the vaccine. You are now reaping the whirlwind that you chose to do, the totalitarian stuff, the just you know just utter tyrannical rule, the culture war. You know, basically hating everybody who didn't uh, agree with you. You have brought this upon yourself. And guess what? There is a red wave actually going down. But I can't believe they actually had the gall to do this. It does seem to me in these early hours, there are shenanigans going on in Maricopa, some other places. It seems like they're going for the old. Uh, it's, a, it's election month. And it takes it takes years to count votes. And, oh, in this key county, Maricopa, 
what do you know? The tabulation machines are malfunctioning and not working. Who could have yeah. guessed? You know, not in other counties, yeah. but just the important towns. In this county in Pennsylvania, the, the voting machines are out of paper, so I guess you can't vote. Mm. So I didn't think that they would do it, but I should have known. And I said, I, I said, well, I kind of expect that something like this is going to happen. Because as an author, I have a lot of other authors that I do, you know, I'm in the business of authoring with. And what I found with that bunch is if they could find a button that says sell more books, they wouldn't just press it. They would press it till it snapped off and broke. <laughs> you know, that's just how writers are. They don't really, and, and most people are, they don't really want to understand why things happen, why they're working, uh, how to have a good platform, how to sell books um, with ethics and integrity and, you know, basically good values that you take to run a business what everybody wants is a trick. And the trick is, can I push this button and just get free money? And so I think what we're seeing with the Democrats is, um, oh yeah, we're just, we're regardless of the walls of civilization, the constitution, you know, uh, Western civilization, basic, you know, democracy and being a good neighbor, we are going to just do the most garbage thing possible. And maybe that'll give us power for a little bit longer they're telling themselves you know all we need is two more years and so we will totally sink everything but i think their savviest insiders would say you're not going to get six weeks out of this if you do this i don't even know if you're going to get a week um i think that the people are in just my own taking of the the temperature and the pulse the people want blood and it's weird because there's a there's a group there's the insiders and I think they're both Republicans and Democrats, and you're about to see a lot of the old ah shuck shenanigan my esteemed colleague across the aisle, time to work together and everything like that. I don't think you realize that if these people could pull you out of your limos and hang you with the electrical extension cord they've got in the back of the Ford F-150 that you call them bubbas and things like that, they'd do it. They the, the people are an idea. I think even I was shocked in some posts that I've made recently to really get the temperature and the tenor and the mood of where people are at. You'll always have your sort of cucked betas, um, you know, that work at the Apple store and look like Moby. Um, they're always going to be obedient. But the rest of America, they're, if they could get their hands on you, they'd rip you to shreds. And it's weird that they don't understand this because this is history. And it's not even extreme history. It's not even Bronze Age history. It's not even Middle Ages history. It's like literally Muammar Gaddafi a couple of years ago. And it's, it's, it's you, you have done, what I would say to the political establishment is you have done yeed your last haw. Uh, they, they are pretty much done with you. And if you really do want to do the because mom's on the podcast. Mom's been dying for a podcast mm. every day. My mom's a little sick right now. Aww. And every day she's like, do you have a podcast for me? Aww. I just want to hear your voice. <laughs> so I won't swear today. And I will say, mm -hmm. if you want to do, I, I cannot believe that, you know, these people don't understand that they are 8.5 on the F around index and that America is literally hovering at 9.8 on the find out index and they are just watching that little arrow rise and they are like George Costanza in the theater when the guys are talking behind him and he's on the date and George has decided to be a more decisive man in his life and he turns around and he gives them what for and he tells them if they don't like it he goes if you don't like it try me 
because I would love it. And that is where America is right now. <laughs> they're literally looking at all the usual suspects. And they're saying, if you, you know, on the Republican side, Dan Crenshaw and Ted Cruz, if you come back and say, oh, it's time to forgive and forget, and uh, you're going to do the things and you're going to allow the policies that have basically killed our children, destroyed our lives, and, 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 and you know, embrace this, you're going to live in the pod, you're going to eat the bugs. If you literally come in and try to normalize that, you're going to find there's no difference between you and Nancy Pelosi. There's no difference between you and Mitch McConnell. And, and I, I think most of the people that actually listen to this podcast are smart enough to know that there really isn't a difference. They're all in on it together. They play pro wrestling games. Oh, look, The Undertaker over there. He's the bad guy on this one. Oh, isn't Ted Cruz the worst guy in the world? Nah, they're all buddies. And they're all screwing us and looting us. Look at their combined collective wealth. Look at everyone you know. Your wealth has taken a dump. All of them, Republican and Democrats, have all gotten rich. And when anybody goes off the reservation, we're told, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, oh, wild card, oh, crazy person, oh, let's destroy them. Why? Because they say, they, they point these things out? Yeah. So we, the, it, I cannot believe that we're literally, you know, it's fun today to win. And I think you're going to get your win. I think you're going to get your red wave. What I couldn't believe, though, was that they were going to push the let's cheat again thing. And I think that's going to happen hardcore. I couldn't believe in the days leading up to it that they were going to do the, uh, like, this, this old black racist man down in South Carolina who says, uh, you know, we got to vote against Hitler. Clyburn, right? Yeah, Clyburn. And you're like, wait, I thought Trump was Hitler. Trump's not even in this. So really what you're saying now is everybody's Hitler. Everybody, you, that's literally a mem, bro. You, you know what? I would just say to the African-American, you are not sending your best people to con. That guy is an idiot. That guy is a racist, bigoted moron. If that, if that is the representative of your culture, that is no better than David Duke. That is, that is pure, flat-out racism to just say, everybody I don't agree with is Hitler. Fuck you. Plus, he completely contradicted himself. He literally said in the clip at first, like, it will be the end of the world if Republicans get in. And then the Fox News blonde lady Called calls him out, him out really? on it and really? says, really, the end of the world? And he's like, no, I didn't, I didn't say end of the world. She's like, actually, you literally did. And he literally did. He's like, well, I meant this. I meant the end of democracy. It's like, but you didn't say that. You said the end of the world. <laughs> you know, it's really weird. I know uh, uh, people who would call themselves black people. I don't think people like black people. But almost everyone that I know is is just like everybody else, and they're smart, they're switched on, they're savvy. They have a really great grounding of what is what and the truth and everything like that. I, I would name names on this podcast of people I know. Some of them are have are pretty famous. And I would say, like, man, you you should be, if you want an African-American Congress or whatever caucus, you should be up there. Not mm -hmm. this freaking moron mm -hmm. who literally is still like, I mean, that guy is literally, he thinks it's funny to say that. But really, he just says that to the stupidest people in his district and they believe it. And then they look at their lives and every four years, their lives are worse. Mm -hmm. Every four years, their lives are worse because some old racist out there is able to say, oh, watch out, the boogeyman might get you. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, you don't do shit for shine all up, boy. Like, you and your people are the boogeyman, yeah. and you are getting Yeah, it. you're the boogeyman of everybody, mm -hmm. black and white. 
You have no, and but but if a white person or Asian guy got up and said that, man, that would be all over MSNBC and the end of the world and yeah, I should read racism I and meant minority. you and your people as in your other Democrats. Yeah, <laughs> that could be taken wrong, and I didn't mean it that way. But I just meant. I'd like to see the Democrats. natural outcry and outrage of having that guy kicked the fuck right out of Congress. Whoop, up, up. Mama. <laughs> mom, sorry, mom. Mom, mom, I got angry. Baby bird got angry, mama. Sorry. You tried, you sorry. tried. Cue the clip from Mad Mad World where, where the guy is driving across the desert and he keeps screaming and crying, I'm coming, mama. I'm coming, mama. I'm coming, mama. You know, oh, that's me. That's yeah. me right there. My I mom had it. My mom knows that. Does. Yes. So uh, that's a bummer. Anyways, I can't believe they're doing that. I couldn't believe that they were doing that in the lead up. And I can't believe here we are on this day and they're literally going to say election season, uh, slow down the voting things. And then they, they did it in the run up in the 24, 48 hours before. And then they started to actually do it. And the only thing that I can think is it's about two o'clock now, five o'clock Eastern. Uh, in about the next three hours, it's going to get really weird and really wild. And they're going to, the next big to see if they're really going to do this is we've stopped counting because of problems. And that's what, like, if they do that, you might as well get your rope, get your pitchforks, get your shotguns, because they're going for it. They are stealing your vote. They are attacking democracy. And what they've proven is they're going to keep doing it until you punch them in the face and make them stop doing it. Don't underestimate the power of a punch in the face. I do not want it to be that way. I do not want it to be violence. I don't want any of those things. But if people are going to continue to be criminals and say, oh, it's not crime because we're the law, that's not, no, that that doesn't work. If you're going to steal the election time and time again, what do you think is going to happen? I'm not threatening you. I'm not calling for any violence. Or I'm telling you, as a student of history, Watch the people that do this. They're the ones that get their heads cut off in a reign of terror, which I do not want because that will be lawlessness. That will be a lot of us dying. It'll be terrible. We do not have to be in the situation. But if you're really going to pull that level of garbage today, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? I know. But then I worry, and I hate that they always put us in these situations, that they're pushing for the civil war on purpose because there are definitely a lot of things that point to that you know like sometimes lately it just feels like you cannot win because if you don't fight back they're just going to keep getting worse and worse but if you do fight back you can tell like that's actually what they're pushing for and so you're like ah there's like no perfect answer well i mean i I think that moves us to the second phase of what i really you know like in the in the months leading up to this doing the podcast throughout the summer i felt that in October they were going to pull something um, that prevented us from getting here, martial law. So, guess what I have to say on this podcast? I was wrong, children. I was wrong about that one. But I did begin to prep that and say, well, I think I'm seeing something different because the uh, the election is going to be in chaos narrative has been being sown for about a month and a half. And what I think that they intend to do with that is make this election so garbage that the outcome is in doubt. And then what we would see before the new Congress would be set is that Biden would say the election is in doubt. We have to declare martial law. I think if you're watching what's going on in Brazil, 
where even Bolsonaro has said, I concede, I did not win the election. Oh, he did? Yeah, oh. and the people are like, nope, we know it was stolen from you. And they're not going home, and it's getting bad. Mm. And the only thing that I can think, a, a question that I constantly have as I try to figure these things out is like, are they that stupid, or is their depth of depravity so cynical and so on point that they're willing to do what you would say, this is stupid. And the only reason I would say this is stupid is because you are destroying America. You are just, why would you do that? It's a great country. We are a great people. Why would you do this? And what they would say is, well, we don't think so. And we don't want America. We want America with a K. You know, we want, we want our new totalitarian overstate and we don't think that this works. So the things that you think that we're doing are stupid are actually smart because we're solving for a different outcome. The outcome I'm solving is that we all get along and we all work together and we don't have a civil war and you don't get hung and we don't die of famine, starvation and, you know, no heating and all these kinds of things that you set up that somehow we all pull together, we accept our wins and our losses and we agree to be Americans and we have a mutual love and respect even if we disagree on some issues but we stop this this divisiveness. Like that's, I would say everybody in this podcast would flat out right now take that. Mm -hmm. But what they know and what I know is that the other side is decided to solve for a different outcome. And the outcome that they're solving for is a control grid in which they can turn off your car, they can turn off your money, they can turn off your power if they don't like what you say. Example. I was just offered by Meta to be a content creator and a professional account, and I took it about two weeks ago. Just want to see what that would do, everything like that. So I did a little test yesterday. I, 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 I post enga- like my engagements, and they'll be like, oh, your engagements are great. You're doing so good. And I would just post memes and funny things, and like, not necessarily too, but you know, I was like, this is interesting. They're letting me get away with a lot. So then I said, you know what? Let's, uh, let's post a gun. Let's post my gun, in fact, the bastard, a famous gun. And uh, immediately I got uh, notices that my privileges were suspended. You so can't run ads. You, you can't. Even though you uh, haven't even applied to run yeah, ads. Yeah, I don't even want to run ads or anything. I gave up on that years ago. But immediately what they're telling me is we're still playing the game. Now, is it just because, you know, old Mark Zuckerberg don't like guns and he just wants the children to be safe at school and, and he thinks guns are dangerous? He thinks, like, you know, Bubba's like me. We just leave our guns laying around, fully loaded, pointed at little baby skulls. You know. Is it that? No, it's not that. Mark Zuckerberg has, uh, I think, two full SEAL teams. Probably of all ex-SEALs. All carrying scars and MP5s and state-of-the-art shit to defend his little ass. Wow. And his Chinese wife. Oh, did you know he's married to a Chinese lady? Yeah. That's interesting. You know, being that China's the big enemy. Stealing from, but Mark Zuckerberg, he's worried about your safety, but he's allowed to have, you know, uh, let's say about 16 automatic weapons surrounding him at all time. And they have all these things to save him and everything like that, and blah, blah, blah. So his safety is more important than your safety. Now, he's an American and you're an American, but apparently he's a better American than you. As Some in, animals are more equal than yes, others. Yes, so you're not even allowed, 
as a little lady, which there's some ladies that actually listen to me and like my books, and you're coming out of your job at 11.30 at night, and he says, you know what? She shouldn't be able to have that 38. Now, is he saying that? Well, yeah. When he says, I don't like posts that show guns, and all I did was take a picture of my badass gun on my kitchen table, you know? And I just think it's a pretty thing. It's a piece of art. It's a beautiful tool. All those kinds of things. And he says, I don't like that. Well, he's not even really talking about the safety debate. And he's not even really talking about whether he likes guns or doesn't like guns. Because he doesn't seem to be upset about the 40 to 50 to 60 shootings every weekend in Chicago with illegal guns. And he doesn't say, I've, I've seen gang members all over Facebook flashing their guns and shooting each other. And he doesn't even seem to have any problem. What he doesn't like are the people like us who are at 9.8 on the find out index having guns because they don't want us to have the same safety that he has. And I would say to him, well, that's where you're wrong, Sparky, because our guns actually aren't for us walking out of our um, jobs at 1130 at night. You would be better off making an argument to take it away for that. My, my gun may not even be for protecting my house at night from a burglar. I could, I could even go so far as that. Here's what I really think my gun is for. My gun is to protect me and to solve tyrants like you who would see me disarmed and at your mercy without the ability to enforce my God-given, constitutionally approved rights or to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. My gun is for tyrants. It may or may not be for hunting. It may or may not be for self-defense. But I can, I can damn guarantee you well what the Founding Fathers wanted that gun for, and it was for assholes like you. Well said. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so of course, um, going back to what I was talking about, the solving of equations, I, I and the rest of us have all been trying, and I even think people that we would consider on the opposite side right now, we would have all been saying, hey, we're trying to figure out a way where we can all America together. And the realization that you are about to come to, and the realization that they have to do now, because most likely you, we, are going to win today. And see, that really pisses in their bowl of Wheaties. Because they can't have you win today. They have to get to digital currency. They have to get to the control grid and they have to get rid of your weapons because it turns out you actually won't be happy living in the pod and have eating the bugs. You won't be happy walking to work or taking public transportation when you watch Mark and Leo and Jeff fly overhead in their jets and they're having a great life and they get to have all the things you don't have. Because remember, they've already told you they're a different kind of American than you. They're the American that gets two full teams of SEALs with automatic weapons to make sure that they're safe when they go to the grocery store. You, on the other hand, you can get clubbed and hit over the head and blah, 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 and stuff like that because you're nobody. That's what they think about you. I think that you're somebody. I think that if you can afford two teams of SEALs and automatic weapons, you should have them. I think that you should be able to have a silenced M249 machine gun. I think you should be able to have a small 38. I think you should be able to have whatever you want. And You know who else thought that? Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, Ben Franklin, everybody who framed the Constitution said that your right to protect yourself should not be infringed. And all we've done is let them infringe us. So, again, 
they're at 7.8 on the F around. But what they don't realize is that America is hovering at 9.8 because they are sick to death of this. And what you're seeing today is the last reasonable hand across the aisle where Americans are actually legally going out and voting and saying they disagree with the direction of the the country and the people who are tyrannically ruling it. And I'm taking the time to legally vote. And what they did in response to that is call you a racist and say that you were killing democracy if you voted that way. And now today they're screwing with the actual counting of your vote. And tomorrow they're going to say, guarantee you, it was an invalid election. And so they will say, ha, done. And they'll most likely say, as the Medusa asked me today, do you think that they'll just look at us and say, what are you going to do about it? And I literally do. Well, as in if they cheat so majorly that they rig it big time for themselves and then they're just going to be like, like where it's so obvious because I think it's so obvious to most people at this point. Yeah, because be like, yeah, we cheated. What are you going to do? About yeah, it? because they're surrounded by Apple Moby workers and they think, oh, we can push these people around and the Bubba's are stupid. You know, they're just drinking themselves to death and raping their daughters and shooting themselves in the feet with guns and they they love taco rings they're just a bunch of fools because they live in this sort of what larry korea talks about when they attack larry it's straw larry they always attack straw larry (laughs) they look at larry they make all these assumptions and they think well because i have uh, a certificate of education from an institution of higher learning i truly am the one that has been chosen to think when really that certificate is just a certificate of indoctrination and mind control If someone goes to college in the last 20 years, they most likely went through a massive mind control and indoctrination program, and that's what a college diploma is. It is no longer a diploma that shows you know how to think. It shows that you know how to obey. And they think that they've pulled that off, and they look at their metrics and statistics, and they look at that 38% of the population that will just say, oh, well, Donald Trump said Hunter Biden's laptop was, uh, was real, and he's a Nazi. And he told people, like, literally... Ron Klain, who is Biden's advisor, literally told everybody this week that Trump told everybody to inject bleach in their system. That is a that is a fat that is patently false lie. Yeah. It's just like the very fine people and everything like that. I know people in my own life that believe that was literally more truthful than the Ten Commandments. Wow. And they've based their whole existence on it. And so they literally can't say, well, a certain amount of the population are total morons. So we can do this. And I'm like, I don't think you understand that a massive amount of the population just keeps their mouth shut and they add things up. And what they're adding up is they're not going to survive if you are allowed to continue to destroy them. And now we're reaching this really weird point in the F around and find out index which is in when both sides suddenly understand what the score is. Mm-hmm. The people, if you've ever been in a fight or, you know, watched, like, you'd see this in the military a lot. You'd see a guy who had a mouth, and he'd be mouthing off and, and jabbing somebody and jabbing somebody, and everybody in the squad of the platoon could see the storm brewing on the guy who was taking it. And then eventually that guy would explode and knock the living hell out of the other guy. And now, in that moment of physical connection, jaw to fist, fist to jaw, both parties 
would be exactly at the same point on the F around find out index. Mm -hmm. Everybody now knows the score. And I think that's the moment that we're approaching right now where you have these people that are at 7.8 on F around. And they're thinking, oh, I can do this and I can get away with this and everything like that. And they don't realize that 9.8 guy is ready to go and he has... He's boiling, and he, he's done, and he's still trying to do it the last way. I'll tell you what, I'll vote today, but my vote better be respected. And what are we doing today? The vote is not being respected. And so now the other guy, the, the, the two little indices on the arrows, they're creeping together, and they're arriving at that point of fist-to-jaw connection. And I found in those instances, the guy who gets smacked in the face is usually the most surprised guy in the world. Because he didn't realize the other guy was at 9.8 when he was at 7.4. But the reality is everybody is now at 9.8. Everybody has effed around and everybody has found out. Or they're about to. Or they're about to. And I I can only... And and the only ring on the chamois, twist, caveat, call it whatever you want, is that's what they want. Because I'll go back to, yeah, I think there's a foreign mercenary army waiting to take control. There's been some signs. I bet they have a plan A and a plan B sure. for what happens today. I bet they have a what happens if all their cheating succeeds and they keep most of their stuff. And then I bet they have a plan B for if their cheating does not succeed well enough and a lot of Republicans get in. I bet they have a plan for both. Well, I, like I said, the, the metric in the next few hours that you'll be able to observe, if things track the way that I think they're going to track, is um, we'll be told that the voting has ceased because there are problems. Well, then, okay, now you know what's going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. And then by the end of the week, um, if the Republicans totally win, you will see Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz and Dan Crenshaw all talking about their very fine, esteemed Democrat colleagues. And when they say that, you're being sold out. You're totally being sold out. So Because the left never, ever, ever, They never ever say it. They, that they win, and ever. they're like, we're going to make you pay. We don't want to work. We're going to whip you. So, no. you, you And, I, and I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, you, you are being sold out. If these people win, they're going to reluctantly win. They don't want to win. They, they, well, but a lot of the new people do, like yeah. the Carrie Lakes. You know. You mean the 300 like election deniers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, election sweet, there. so 300 yeah. good ones. Could they put uh, election on the denier ballot. on their ballot so I know which ones yeah. to vote for? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but, you know, so then we'll see that. And then, you know, um, we will see the usual suspects on the media. I want to talk about media in a little bit here. Um, beginning to say the election was in chaos. The election isn't valid. We need to do something, and then reluctantly, quotation marks, Biden will have to suspend the election and say that we've got to do something else. I think that we are at that extreme point in the globalist plan because things are really falling apart for them, or the globalist plan says everything needs to fall apart for us to have a crisis, and then we go into a crisis period, we're allowed to suffer, we're allowed to starve to death, we're allowed to freeze to death, we're allowed to uh, be victims of violence. And then the globalists come in and say, hey, we have an overstate new security plan. We want to rescue. And you get a you get a free bag of rice. And they're really like, great, that's what we need. We need, you know, jackbooted police on every corner and a free bag of rice. I'll take it. The last four months of Mad Max has been a living hell. And a lot of people will do that. So those are the metrics that we can kind of watch to go by. But... 
I actually, even though I called all of this, I actually can't believe they're doing it because it's so wild. So here's what I would say also. Twitter proves that we can punch the globalists in the face and their servants. Now, an interesting thing is you're seeing everybody get laid off at Twitter. You're seeing a lot of people get laid off at Facebook. So what that tells you is punching people in the face works, you know, with your business. Um, But I would also say this is classic sort of totalitarian takeover steps. The useful idiots are now being shown that they're no longer needed. And they're being so everybody at Twitter, Facebook, you're seeing massive layoffs. Everybody who's been an ally for the past two years since BLM, they're all now being unemployed. Here's something interesting that I haven't heard a lot of people point out that I heard uh, the other day about the whole Twitter thing. That's very interesting. Elon Musk, being the owner of it, now has access to everyone's back channel um, tweets, you know, like back channel messages with each other on how they stole the 2020 election, for example, things like that. There are a lot of like back channel messaging that happened on Twitter that he now has. They might not be public, but he as the owner has access to. So he knows a lot of dirt, actually. It will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if he makes a deal for himself. And, you know, he could be right now. He could become a very powerful man because he has a lot of information that all of these sort of like blue checks who thought that they were the masters of the universe because they had 846,000 followers and uh, had blue check status and you'd never heard of them. Like Jason and I would talk about this in the author community. Like we're, we're some of the biggest science fiction authors out there and we're not blue check verified. And we don't have like big followings, but there'll be like authors who literally complain about not having any sales that are blue checks and have like massive following. So it'll be interesting to find out what, what happens here, but Elon Musk could become a very, very powerful person right now because he has information. He has a lot of dirt on people. Um, but we'll see. Again, I think we're about, I think we're hitting the brakes and we're about to go into a skid. And it's going to be a crisis skid and it's going to be bad. I hope I'm wrong. I wish we could just all have a nice time. But it does seem like they want to play these games. So these games will now be played. Um, but what choking out Twitter proved um, is that the blue checks flail and and they have a hard time with that. So I would say tonight, you're going to want to watch election coverage. Um, don't watch the mainstream media. Don't watch Fox News call Arizona as soon as they fast as uh, possibly they, can. They when 3% of the vote in, <laughs> we're calling Arizona. It's like, really? You know, don't watch that bullshit. Don't watch anything on YouTube. Now we've strangled out Twitter. Facebook, uh, Mark Zuckerberg choked that out himself with Meta. That is actually, that's why they're laying everybody off. That was a disaster. Um, But he's the master of the universe. And he also, you know, helped flip the election. He's really a great guy, robot guy. You know, he's married to a Chinese woman, like a full-on Chinese woman. Like CCP? Yeah, like CCP. CCP's bad. Yeah, you know me, CCP. So um, you got to remember that about Mark. I mean, not only does he look like an alien freak, but he's married to a Chinese person. China hates us. China steals from us. China's like, you know, the, the new world order and social credit. You know, in China, they, um, they have slaves. That's true. Oh, She's Chinese. Mark, Mark Zuckerberg is married to a Chinese woman, and the Chinese people have slaves. But, but he's, he's cool. He's good. Good yeah. guy. Um, so what I might suggest is now we want to choke out YouTube. 
even though I have a YouTube channel and I do watch things on YouTube. But Steven Crowder is actually the largest conservative on YouTube. And so conveniently, right before the election, his channel was banned. Because the times before when he's hosted election coverage, he's buried everybody else. So he's over at Rumble, and I really like Steven Crowder. He's fun. His sidekick, Gerald, is kind of fun. Dave Lando is worth watching. Dave Lando is one of the funniest comedians in the entire world. Very cool, very dry sense of wit. Was, I think, kind of a leftist Democrat guy, and he, but a classical liberal. Looked around, and he just said, this is some bullshit. Anyways, um, his... <laughs> His asides are about as funny as it can possibly get. He is worth watching election coverage just to kind of listen to him. He's got a very dry, like, if you get a chance to see him in, in, uh, in that. I don't work for him. They don't even know who I am. But if you could try Rumble tonight and watch their election coverage, um, we want to strangle out YouTube now. Because, you know, it's, it's that kind of thinking that I post a picture of my nice bastard and I get banned for doing that. But you should see some of the things people post. You know, harm to children, like like gender reassignment surgery. That's okay. But me, the gun that defends my family and my freedom, you know, uh, that's the that's Hitler. And that's like that. To close this out, that's the final defining point moment. They spent the last few days telling everybody that they're evil if they don't vote for them. And that was supposed to be their closing argument. When they'd been making their closing argument for three years after COVID, locking us up, not following the science, lying about everything, making people die on Zoom meetings instead of being with their children, children turning towards suicide and drugs and depression, people losing their jobs, families being annihilated, all that kind of stuff. That's what they did for three years. But then somehow at the end of it, you're Hitler. That was straight from that old black man in South Carolina. You know, the leader of the African-American, you know, black caucus. You know, the powerhouse of the Democratic Party. You're all Hitler. That was what they chose to close with. I'm not voting on that. You can call me all kinds of names. That doesn't bother me. And I don't like racists, white or black. And if someone is Hitler or someone thinks Hitler's cool, I'm against that too. So I wouldn't necessarily fault them for that. Why I'm voting the way I'm voting today is because they went too far. And in going too far, they revealed what they were all about. They got haircuts when you couldn't even go into a hair salon. They had fancy dinners when you couldn't even go to the store. They made up things. Burks and Fauci lied to the President of the United States and made things up, and it destroyed our civilization. And I, didn't, I don't even know that we'll recover, even with a red wave. They stabbed us in the back, and they laughed about it, and they smiled about it, and, they, and I can guarantee to you, none of them are vaccinated. None of them are vaccinated. When you decided to go get ivermectin, they said, oh, that's horse paste. And it turns out from the doctors who were treating them, they were taking it. Yeah. And it's not not just any one of those things. It's a million little cuts that they did that caused all of us to vote the way that we did today. And so when you came out and say, oh, we're racist and oh, democracy is dying, it had no power over us because we watched your actions and listened to your insults for three years and we were at 9.8%. 
on the Find Out Index. And that is my final warning to this nation. If you are in any kind of leadership position and you happen to experience this podcast, or if you're in the FBI or whoever is listening to this or whatever, or you need to know that America is at 9.8%. You cannot continue to pull this shit. There will be bloodshed. I wish there would not be. But you have sickened this population and you have destroyed this population and you have insulted this population and even the Americans I do not agree with, they are my brothers and sisters. We are all Americans and you seem to hate us and want to kill us. And if you screw this election up, if you play this game with our most sacred right, which is the right to vote, you deserve everything that's coming at you twice over. And that is the podcast.